Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of two college athletes. He has a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to Episode 327 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast is the world's longest-running recruiting education podcast. As the introduction said, my name is Brent Hanks, the owner of Recruit Me, a recruiting education company, and the host of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. I truly enjoy providing helpful recruiting and college prep information to high school student-athletes and families that are dreaming of playing their sport in college. I believe there is a place for you to play if you put in the work both on and off the field or the court, or the track, or the mat. Go to recruit-me.com to check out the all-new recruit-me.com website and see all the money-saving, time-saving, and stress-saving recruiting resources. Last week's The Athletic Scholarship Podcast episode, which was episode 326, was the first in a series of looks into the free recruiting resources that are provided by the ncaa.org website, the naia.org website, and the njcaa.org website. These websites cover a lot of great recruiting information that is extremely useful for you, the high school student-athlete, and the families of the recruit. Last week's episode covered the eligibility centers of each of the college athletic levels. Go back and listen to last week's episode on your favorite podcast app, or you can go to recruit-me.com to listen. Last week's episode and this week's 15-minute episode will help you to organize your searches so that you won't go down a time-wasting rabbit hole. This week, we're going to walk through other handy recruiting and college decision resources. Let's start by going to the NCAA.org website. Scroll over the student-athlete link on the homepage, and then click on the Want to Play College Sports link. Right after the Register with the NCAA Eligibility Center link, there is a Download These Resources link. Click there now. Now we are on the Educational Resources page, and the first area on the page is called Quick Hits. The four links under Quick Hits are Initial Eligibility Brochure, which is a PDF, and it gives you a basic look at the requirements to become an NCAA Division I or Division II student. Then the next two are Division I and Division II academic requirements. Both of these are PDFs and are a brief overview of NCAA Division I and Division II initial eligibility academic requirements. And the fourth link is a Division III amateurism requirement page that is a brief overview of Division III amateur requirements for college-bound international student-athletes. The initial eligibility brochure is a two-page PDF. At the top of the brochure, it states that if you want to compete in NCAA sports, you need to register with the NCAA Eligibility Center at eligibilitycenter.org. I covered the Eligibility Center last week in episode 326. There is also a link to a registration checklist that I covered last week. As we scroll down, the brochure discusses academic requirements. It says, To study and compete at Division I or Division II schools, you must earn 16 NCAA-approved core course credits and earn a corresponding test score that matches your core course GPA. And you must submit your final transcript with proof of graduation to the Eligibility Center. So what are core course requirements? For NCAA Division I, you must earn 16 NCAA-approved core course credits. The breakdown of those 16 credits are four years of English, three years of math, algebra or higher, 
two years of science, including one year of lab if offered, one year of additional, which can be an English, math, or science course, and two years of social science, and four years of additional courses in any of those previous areas, English, math, science, or social science, or world language, or a non-doctrinal religion or philosophy. And for NCA Division I, 10 of your NCA-approved core course credits must be completed before you start your seventh semester, including seven in English, math, or science. All of that information is clear as mud, right? That's why Recruit Me preaches to start your Recruit Me recruiting education as you enter your freshman year of high school, and also to visit with your high school counselor early and often. Recruit Me is a DIY system. Do it yourself. But it does encourage you to get help when you can, especially for free and from experts. The NCA Division II information on this brochure from the NCA.org website says that you have to earn 16 NCA-approved core course credits in these areas. They are a little different than the Division I. Three years of English, two years of math, Algebra I or higher, two years of science, three years of additional English, math, or science, two years of social studies, and four years of additional courses just like the Division I requirements. There are links to get additional information about core course credits and core course GPA. The core course GPA is calculated in the NCA Eligibility Center and is based on the grades you earn in the NCA approved core courses. The Division I requires a minimum of a 2.3 core course GPA and Division II requires a minimum of 2.2 core course GPA. NCA Division III schools set their own admissions and academics. For Division III, that means each school has different requirements. Contact the school or go to the school's website to get those admission and academic requirements. There is a link that also covers COVID-19 frequently asked questions. These affect student-athletes who initially enroll full-time in college during the 2022-2023 or the 2023 or 2024 academic years. The second page of the brochure goes over items to do your 9th grade, your 10th grade, 11th and 12th grade years of high school. A very good link at the bottom of the brochure is the ncaorg studentfaq page. The Division I Academic Requirements PDF link and page cover the Division I information that we just covered, but it does give additional Division I information. The PDF gives you the Division I core course requirements again. There is a qualifier section that says, as a Division I qualifier, you may practice, compete, and receive an athletic scholarship during the first year of full-time enrollment at an NCA Division I school. Remember, an individual school may have higher requirements to be accepted into that school. This area also introduces the Division I sliding scale that is used to match your core course GPA. Again, there are some COVID waivers happening this year and next year. The normal NCA Division I test and GPA requirements are determined by using the sliding scale which matches your core course GPA with either your ACT or your SAT score. If you have a low core course GPA, then you need a higher test score to be an NCA Division I eligible player. If you have a low SAT or ACT score, then you need a higher core course GPA. Your SAT score on the sliding scale is a combined SAT score of adding reading and math subscores. The ACT sum score is calculated by adding English, math, reading, and science subscores. 
According to the NCA.org website, under the test scores, it states you may take the ACT or SAT an unlimited number of times before you enroll full-time in college. If you take either test more than once, the best score from the different tests are used to meet initial eligibility requirements. RecruitMe recommends that you take one of the tests, the ACT or the SAT test, sometime in your sophomore year of high school. We say this because you can take the test multiple times and combine the best subject scores. It doesn't hurt to take the test early. Even if you don't do well on an early test, you can learn and improve and prepare for future tests. The sliding scale shows you need a minimum of 2.3 core course GPA and either a 980 SAT combined score or a 75 sum score for the ACT. Here are a few more examples in the NCAA Division I sliding scale. A 2.5 core course GPA matched with a 900 SAT combo score or a 68 ACT sum score. A 3.0 core course GPA is matched with a 720 SAT combo score or a 52 sum ACT score. According to prepscholar.com, the national average SAT score is a 1050 with an average of 529 on reading and 521 on math. And prepscholars.com shows the national average scores for each category are 20.1 for English, 20.6 for math, 21.3 for reading, and 20.8 for science. The national average for the total composite ACT score is a 20.8 for the year of 2021. Past years had a national average of 21 for an ACT composite score. If you have a 3.5 core course GPA, then you need at least a 430 combo SAT score or a 39 sum ACT score. Another point to remember is that these are just the NCA Division I eligibility requirements. The school or the schools that you are looking at may have higher requirements and your academic scholarship money may depend on those other factors from high school or SAT or ACT testing. The brochure for the Division I academic requirements shows you can be an academic red shirt if you have a core course GPA of 2.0 and your SAT combo score ranges from 1100 to 990 or an ACT sum score is at or over 86 to 76 based on the sliding scale. This is for you to be eligible for an academic red shirt. An academic red shirt says you can practice during your first regular academic term and receive an athletic scholarship during your first year of enrollment, but you may not compete during your first year of enrollment. You must pass either eight quarter or nine semester hours to practice the next term. Two questions you might get answers from the schools that you are investigating are, number one, do you consider academic red shirts? And number two, is the school on semesters or quarters? Parker, my oldest son's Northwestern University, was on the quarter system. You don't have to ask about academic red shirts if you are not in that category. Three things you still have to do to be able to be an academic red shirt are to earn 16 NCA approved core course credits in high school, earn a corresponding SAT or ACT test score, or higher if you have a minimum 2.0 core course GPA through a 2.299 course GPA, and submit your final high school transcript with proof of graduation. Submit these through the NCA Eligibility Center. Other items on the brochure are instructions on sending your SAT and ACT test scores to the Eligibility Center. 
Instructions are to send your code directly to code 9999 to the Eligibility Center from the Testing Center or Registration. A section of Core Course Information says to find your Core Course List at eligibilitycenter.org backslash course list. No Core Course List means courses taken from that high school will not count for NCA eligibility. If your high school does not have a list, you risk being ineligible to play in college. Also, another section is non-traditional and online courses. These types of courses may be acceptable for use in the NCA Initial Eligibility Certificate for the NCA Initial Eligibility Certification process. However, it is important to make sure the non-traditional program has been approved and appears on your school list of NCA approved core courses. This is a great time to meet with your high school counselor. An additional section of the Division I brochure is Be Ahead of the Game. The brochure suggests to register at the NCAA Eligibility Center before your freshman year. Recruit Me says to make sure you have this done in your sophomore year. Also, the NCAA suggests that after six semesters of high school to ask your high school counselor from each school that you have attended to upload an official transcript to the Eligibility Center account. Additional links on this flyer are for the Division II Academic Requirements flyer the Division Three Amateurism Flyer, and the International Initial Eligibility Flyer. More links include ncaa.org backslash play college sports, Twitter at NCAAEC, Instagram at play college sports, and Facebook at NCAAEC. The next link on the ncaa.org student-athletes download these resources page is the Division II Academic Requirements PDF brochure. It is a brief overview of NCA Division II Initial Eligibility Academic Requirements. This brochure highlights the requirements to study and compete at a Division II school and that you must earn 16 approved core course credits and earn a corresponding test score that matches the core course GPA and that you must submit your final high school transcript with proof of graduation to the Eligibility Center. I went over the 16 core course requirements for Division II earlier. This PDF shows that Division II has a qualifier that enables a student-athlete to practice, compete, and receive an athletic scholarship during their first year of full-time enrollment at an NCA Division II school. To be eligible, you must have a 2.2 or higher core course GPA and match a test score from either the SAT test or the ACT test to qualify. Again, there are some COVID adjustments for this year and next year. There is a COVID link on this brochure page. Division II has a partial qualifier. If you have not met all of the Division II academic standards, you could be deemed a partial qualifier, and you may practice and receive an athletic scholarship, but not compete during your first year of full-time enrollment at an NCAA Division II level. These are requirements of the Division II by the NCAA, and the actual school may have higher requirements, so check with each school on your list. The second page of the brochure has the same information that the Division I brochure had about test score and sending them to the Eligibility Center using code 9999. The same information about core course list and non-traditional and online courses. There is a chart with core course GPA and each one has a matching SAT or ACT score. A core course GPA of 2.2 needs an SAT combo score of 920 or higher or an ACT sum score of 70 or above. For NCAA Division II, a 3.0 GPA matches with an SAT of 580 or an ACT of 46. 
and a 3.3 or higher GPA has a match of SAT of 400 and ACT of 37. Go to ncaa.org backslash D2 for more information also. The fourth brochure link on the resources page is a brief overview of Division III amateur requirements for a college-bound international student. The NCA gives the academic requirements directly to each individual Division III college. Certification requirements for international students guides them to go to the Eligibility Center and create your account, enter your information, and request your final amateurism certificate. Go to ncaorg d3 for more Division III information. So this episode covers four quick hit links on the Student Athletes Educational Resource page on the ncaorg website. I will quickly cover the question of academic or admission requirements for the NAIA level of play. Go to NAIA.org. Click on the Student Athlete link. Then click on the red box that says Future Student Athletes. There are four blue boxes on this page. Click on the High School Students box. Scroll down on the list of links and click on the Do I Meet the Freshman Eligibility Requirements link. It says initial eligibility for incoming college freshmen is simple. The NAIA does not have any core course requirements, and it can be determined as early as the summer following your junior year of high school. The NAIA Eligibility Center will determine your eligibility based on your high school grades and sometimes your SAT or ACT scores, your class rank, and or dual credits. Rules can differ if you have a GED, are a homeschool student, or took time between high school and the NAIA. Register at playnaia.org to access details in your resources menu. Qualifying SAT and ACT test scores must be sent to the NAIA Eligibility Center using code 9876. 9876. There is another link. What if I didn't attend a U.S. high school? It says rules can differ if you are a GED or homeschool student. NAIA really pushes to set up an account at play at NAIA.org. There is a link for an NAIA guide for the international student-athlete, too. One more link on admissions is a link called Admission Standards for Athletes. It says to participate in athletics in the NAIA, you must be admitted to the college or university under admission standards equal to or higher than those applied to the general student body. Again, consult with your high school counselor, ask NAIA coaches admission questions, and research the school's admission standards. The junior college level can be a very important way to play your sport and continue your education. Junior colleges, or JUCOs, are two-year schools and help you to set up for transfer to a four-year school for another two to three years of play and classes. Go to njcaa.org, then go to the bottom of the JUCO homepage and click on Compete NJCAA. Scroll down and click on the NJCAA Eligibility FAQs. The very first section is Requirements, and it says a student-athlete must graduate from high school with an academic diploma, a general education diploma, or a State Department of Education-approved high school equivalency test, and must be an amateur. The page continues to discuss amateur status, international students, recruiting, letters of intent, scholarships, and more. This page is a good reference page. Go to www.njcaa.org backslash compete backslash FAQS. 
Recruit Me and the Athletic Scholarship Podcast want to not only save you money as you go through the recruiting process by providing as many free and inexpensive recruiting resources as they can, but both also want to save you time and stress too. This is the second episode going over the NCA.org, the NAIA.org, and the NJCA.org websites. These sites give you a large amount of information, and it is easy to get confused, lost, or paralyzed with too much information. Listen in next week as I guide you through the three websites and start on the guides for college-bound student-athletes for all three levels. A new episode of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast is dropped every Tuesday on your favorite podcast app. So like or subscribe to get a notification when the new episode hits. Don't miss 15 minutes that will change your athletic scholarship future. Episodes are also available on the all-new recruit-me.com website. On the recruit-me.com website, you can get access to all 327 episodes. You can sign up for the free recruiting power pack and the new monthly Recruit Me newsletter. You can get information and access on the Athletic Scholarship Playbook and the Athletic Scholarship 24-month Planner and Journal. Both of those books were written by the Recruit Me founder, John Fugler. And you can get the comprehensive Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System. There is a special price for only $89 for the Recruit Me 3.0 system. That system is normally $127. The Recruit-Me.com website explains all the features of the Recruit Me 3.0 system. Get started today on the featured 7 Steps to an Athletic Scholarship. Thank you for listening and please share this episode with another high school student athlete or family in the recruiting process or if they are just starting the recruiting process. Remember to join me next week for episode 328 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.